Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. to you laddies we are recording this on saint patrick's day i hope you got your fill of green beer green eggs and ham hopefully some green money or maybe some gold coins but either way we hope you had a great day welcome to pod is war pod is was brought to you by the good folks at chair shot radio network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we're always reminding you to use your heads. And by using your heads, we implore you. We insist upon you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt. I say it week in and week out, and it bears repeating. If you appreciate the content that we provide 
day in and day out here at the chair shot because we are your favorite website for news reviews opinion and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan make sure we keep providing that same content day in and day out that you love so much by supporting the movement and going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you go there you peruse the site you're gonna find a t-shirt you like i guarantee it and if you wear them out and this is a shoot brother if you wear it out you're gonna get complimented on it and you're gonna get yourselves over again prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot please and thank you thank you and please I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the commissioner, PC Tunney. And unfortunately, my, my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Belaz, he is on assignment this week. I think he's getting his anal glands re-bleached because you got to do that every now and again. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't just do it once and it's all good. You, that It's like a repeat thing. It's like getting a bikini wax or getting a hair I butt shut salt water all the time. Or butt chugging salt water, or getting your eyebrows done, or whatever the case may be. It's a, a continuous thing. So, so shout out. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I hope that Andrew is drinking a lot of soda, and and recuperating, and convalescing, and thoughts and prayers go to Mr. Belaz in his time of need. That's that's genuine. <laughs> I was being genuine, Tony. When's the last time you had your anal glands bleached? I, I, I have to imagine that there is some sort of a convalescing period with that particular procedure. But have no fear. A blast is still here. You know I wasn't going to get out of that that easily, right? <laughs> so we've got the new and improved ver- version of the blast, ladies and gentlemen, filling in and batting cleanup. The one, the only, Mr. A.J. Belaz. It's always great being on pod, especially since, you know, St. Patrick's Day, I got me my little Guinness and everything as well. You know, even though he's on assignment, he's off drinking every single beer he can find, every single hard liquor he can find. So, again, hopefully he does well. Maybe he does get, you know, all that anal bleaching done because, you know, salt really ruins ruins that not that i would know he's told me but yeah what it's I'm good saying. to be back he's got salt in the wounds and he just got bleach up his anus like he needs all the self-medicating he could possibly get and again andrew our thoughts on behalf of the chair shot staff our thoughts and our prayers are with you during these difficult times I, I got nothing off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Uh, Tony, Belaz Jr., either one of you guys have a funny, before we get started, a funny St. Patrick's Day story that you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, man. I, I once got stuck in the parade out in, um, there's a town called Aaron in Wisconsin, and believe it or not, is obviously a big Irish town. And they have a parade, and I got stuck in the parade when I back when I used to deliver furniture. <laughs> me and my buddy, he's like, "Why don't you finish and come pick me up when you're done, and I'll drink beer with these guys?" And I said, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" <laughs> so nonetheless, we had to watch people parade by us as we sat there and waited to go deliver furniture to people. This is a couple decades ago. Hey, it could be worse. You could be doing the parade still to this day. I mean, I still do. I get tapped by my mom and stepdad to actually go and march in the parade, maybe carry the Irish flag or 
cork some of the bagpipes and pretend like I'm playing because I kind of know the keys still to this day. But the thing I always look forward to on St. Patrick's Day is the parades because usually those fall around my birthday and people give me all the drinks I can get, especially on my 21st. As soon as someone heard 21st for AJ, I didn't have to touch a single piece of money. Nice. So my second favorite St. Patrick's Day story is my last year in college, I was working two jobs for a little bit. So I was working at rallies, doing the fast food thing, but also did that bullshit FedEx thing. You know, the the overnight hours, I think it was from like maybe, what, three to seven so it was and it was three to seven Tuesday through Friday. So Friday, which is Saturday morning, we get off. My buddy and I, my roommate and I, one of my best friends in the world, we we did it together. We only made it the ninety days and we got our bonus and then we deuced the fuck out. So we're driving back and it's St. Patrick's Day and we see all the bars are open and this and that. So I stop off and grab a six pack. He he goes to sleep because we both had to work that day and I'm just drinking. I ended up leaving the house early. I, I, I bounced to one friend's house. My lab partner, my biology lab partner, him and his roommate, they were roasting a whole fucking pig for St. Patrick's Day. So obviously I stopped by his house, get some pig. It was delicious. And then I end up going to work about 4 o'clock. And my, my, my buddy Frank, he's not scheduled to be there till maybe 6 or 7. So he texts me and says, hey, man, we got some beers left over at the house. Should I bring them? And I said, oh, hell yeah. By the way, my, my lab partner, not only did he have a pig roast, he also had a keg. So I've been drinking all day. I'm drunk as shit at rallies at my fucking job. And I'm like, yeah, bring the beers. So we bring the beers. We put them in the meat cooler. And we're just getting wasted the whole fucking time. And it's clear that we're drunk, even though we're trying to hide it in the rallies cups. And the funny thing is somebody snitched on us to the, the actual manager. But the funny thing is the manager was an alcoholic as well. Like every time he would pull into the parking lot, he would be dropping off a 12-pack of beer into the trash before he walked into the building. So we were supposed to have this meeting about, and it was totally about Frank and I drinking during the shift, and the manager just ends up canceling the meeting. It's like, ah, yeah, y'all all right. <laughs> so, uh, I and that's his, that's the most PG version of that story that I could tell on this podcast because other things happened that evening, and yeah, it was a good day. I'll give you the last one. <clears throat> Another job I was working at I, I I had gotten um, jury duty on St. Patrick's Day, but it worked out. AJ, it worked out. I know you see you laughing. The funny thing is, my bosses at the time knew me so well. They're like, "We're gonna have to see that document." <laughs> so sure enough, I have jury duty. Whatever. What's the what's the what's the Sandy um, uh, Sandy Bullock and Ryan Reynolds movie? Um, the proposal. Oh, the uh, the proposal. Yeah. So I I go to jury duty. I end up watching the proposal in a in a small auditorium with fifty other people. And like five minutes after it's over, I, I get let go and I go to the bar. <laughs> so I got to go to the bar. I didn't have to work that day, and I got paid for it. Because technically, folks, listen. Here's the last tip I'll give you before we get into our wrestling topics: is if you go to jury duty and you're working for somebody, you're supposed to give the check you get from jury duty to your employer and they're supposed to pay you for that day pop jewels Tony out here dropping jewels baby alright let's I gotta remember that let's transition to topic one here thechairshot.com always 
Use your head. The last stop on the road to WrestleMania, gentlemen, Fastlane, is this weekend. Got some nice matches coming up, a decent card coming together. What are your thoughts here on this pay-per-view in general? Necessary, unnecessary, you're okay with it? Go ahead, Chris. Of course it's unnecessary, but it is what it is. So this initially was supposed to be the inaugural pay-per-view to premiere on Peacock because of the, you know, the buyout. Obviously, y'all know Peacock bought the WWE Network. So what I can tell you this for a fact is one of the reasons why the transition hasn't happened as of yet fully is that there's about 150 to about 200,000 WWE Network subscribers that haven't logged on to the network in over a year. So in other words, they logged on for the free trial. Y'all know how this works. They logged on for the free trial, and they never canceled, and they're just still getting charged 10 bucks every month. And WWE was a little apprehensive to because they were trying to figure out how they could switch everything over without alerting these 150 to 200,000 people that they were still paying for this network that they haven't used and then being scared that they were going to obviously canceled so this whole thing has been a shit show i got to give a shout out to vince mcmahon because he literally just fleeced nbc universal peacock for a billion dollars i respect it to the fullest now regarding to the pay-per-view yeah of course it's unnecessary but it still should be a pretty good show i mean we've got daniel bryan versus roman reigns in what universe is that not going to be a good match we've got drew mcintyre and Sheamus, they've been beating the shit out of each other for the past few weeks. Y'all know that's going to be a good match. So, ultimately, yeah, it's going to be a good pay-per-view. Now, this wasn't the card that WWE actually planned out. Initially, this was supposed to be like a Mania, WrestleMania light, because it was the first, it was supposed to be the first show on Peacock. So, Edge and Christian were actually supposed to be on the card, but obviously, card subject to change, brother. Initially, Edge was going to pick Drew McIntyre because everything was going to play out the exact same way that it played out at whoop, the Elimination Chamber. I forgot Elimination Chamber, Jesus Christ. Obviously, without the in, in, the interference from MVP and Bobby Lashley. So, Roman was going to do what he did. Drew was going to do what he did, run through the chamber, and then Miz was going to come out and try to cash in his money of the bank. Edge was going to throw that off and say, hey, Drew, I respect you, as opposed to what Roman did. I respect you. You went through the chamber. You're the more worthy champion. And that was going to set up a Edge and Christian reunion versus Miz and Morrison at Fastlane. So, obviously, there were plans changed. And the reason the plans changed was because WWE put a poll out on their Twitter feed asking which wrestler would you prefer Edge to feud with and go into Mania with. And it was between Finn Bauer, Drew, and Roman Reigns. They knew that Roman was going to win. But he won so overwhelmingly that they totally scrapped the whole idea. Because initially it was going to be Daniel Bryan and, and Roman Reigns at Mania for the title. But they scrapped all of that because the poll was overwhelmingly in Roman's favor. AJ, I say all that to say, I was trying to give a little context. I hope it came across well. It is St. Paddy's Day, so if it didn't, fuck you, blow me, whatever. But yeah. I don't think I think Fastlane, yeah, as unnecessary as it is, it's gonna be a pretty good show. Yeah, I mean, we got a 
few matches that we're probably not going to really see much anymore. Like you said, Roman and Daniel Bryan having a match. That's going to always be good. I mean, they had a match at Fastlane, I don't remember how many years ago, but it was still a damn good match. Plus, how many times does WWE say, I know this is to put out The Fiend, but how many times do we see an intergender match in WWE and, and people usually poo-poo it? Yo, I totally forgot about that. Randy Orton is going to be taking on Alexa Bliss. So Alexa Bliss is like three feet 12, and Randy Orton is like six feet five. Let me ask you guys something. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I think Roman and Daniel Bryan kick off the show, and I think Alexa and Randy finish the show, and the show ends with The Fiend in the ring over Randy Orton. That could happen. I li- I'd like that idea, but we shall see. Plausible, yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Okay. From the man that told you Luca Garza will be an NBA bust, he brings you this this interesting booking decision that will come this Sunday. You have to define the word bust. Is he going to have a, a solid 10- to 12-year career in the NBA? Yes. He will not ever... Okay, we're not going to do this. So Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are also defending their tag team titles against Sasha and Bianca. What are they doing with Sasha and Bianca? And I understand we've got two months and they've got to do something to make this interesting, but I'm not digging the direction they're going. I I don't... You want to know? Here, here. Send your hate mail to add it's me, DPP, all the Sasha stands, but... Her character. Watch your mouth. Her, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch her, your mouth. Her character watch is super fucking boring on this road to WrestleMania. One hundred percent one-dimensional, same bullshit. Her strength is in the ring, wrestling, and quick talkbacks. It's not sitting out here trying to carry Bianca Belair in a storyline back and forth. Their their interactions are just as unwatchable as the interaction talking-wise between Shane and Braun Strowman. I said it. I don't care what people think. That's my opinion, man. Just say you don't understand the character and move on. That's fine. I get the character, and I don't want to watch it anymore. I don't. I don't think you do, sir. I enjoy AJ the ring. I enjoy the matches. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of the interaction on the microphone between Sasha and Bianca and Braun and Shane. Period. Same level. Well, that's not. That's not their fault. No, no, because Sasha hasn't slimed. Bianca oh, you the, and you think slime's a negative? I think that was a that's the only positive thing that happened between them. They got slimed. Oh my god! I I was trying to block out the slime. Thank you very much, Chris. Shane, Jesus Christ! Shane ain't afraid of no ghosts. Say that again. You were breaking up. I said Shane ain't afraid of no ghosts. Jesus Christ! See, I was oh thinking, Nick, you, you can't do this on television side of the game. Although be... this comes out with Braun in green paint like the Incredible Hulk, fuck it, let's do it. I mean, I, I would imagine Braun Strowman will be, be receiving a Kids' Choice Awards this year for this. I would imagine something was worked out with Nickelodeon, much like the NFL playoffs. Uh, I was about to say, instead of Mitch Trubisky, instead now Braun Strowman's the MVP? Thank you for giving me these Kids' Choice, but you had no choice. Because if you didn't, you were going to get these hands. Oh, God. I was trying to block that out so bad. That was just... 
So is Shane going to jump off the pirate ship at WrestleMania? Is that where we go? Shane walks the plank and jumps off the pirate ship. Or Braun chokeslams him off of it. As long as they as long as they don't break the pirate ship, I'll be fine with it. <laughs> Does Shane go Homer at Lollapalooza and take the cannonball in the stomach? <laughs> Dude, that's a come on now. You're right. You gotta you all gonna go on a Disney Plus and watch that episode with Homer Simpson when he goes on Lollapalooza tour and gets shot in the stomach with the cannonballs. That was well played. That was well played. That was, that was good. And it's weird because they're actually doing that match on Fastlane, Shane versus Braun, which I guess they're going to up the ante a little bit at WrestleMania, whatever happens here. Is that where we're going? I would suppose. Anybody? Joe to see? (laughs) Crickets, crickets. I mean, from what I see, I don't... There's only five matches on the card. And and none of them is Shane versus Braun that I see right here. I thought they announced that on Raw that Shane versus Braun was happening at Fastlane. No, no Shane they said, had the match. Don't challenge me. They had the match on yeah. Raw, but I don't think they got to that point yet. It wouldn't make sense. That that's definitely the WrestleMania match. It's definitely the WrestleMania match. Match rather, but I could have no, that they. No, it's not. It's not. It's not on the for Fastlane. Yeah, I think y'all are wrong, but okay, cool. I got well, it right the, in front the, of me. The fifth match is Biggie versus uh, Apollo for the IC title. Shout out to Apollo's character adding some death to it, right? Death, death, or death, death, death. I mean, two different Johnny things. Depp. Two different things. <laughs> yeah, he's adding some Johnny Depp to his character. Okay. Do you see him beating Biggie? Honestly, as hot as that character is, I wouldn't be surprised. Do they run that back at WrestleMania then? Is that how they kind of get both of those guys over? Is that what we're going to look at for the IC title there? Yeah, because what else are they going to do? Or maybe the IC title, that might be one of those things where we get everybody on the card. So it'll be like a Fatal 4-Way or a six-pack challenge or some goofy shit like that. They as do... long as they don't do another like multi-man ladder match, I'm oh, fine. Well, I was just going to say, that's, they don't have the money in the bank there anymore, so that's definitely a spot to have the ladder match would be... For yeah, that but US they've done it title. so many times Dude, with the I popped the so IC hard. Title. I popped so hard for Zack Ryder. See, Zack Ryder winning it—that's fine. I was fine with that. I like that. I, we're all about that shit. I don't care. But the fact that I—I'm th- pretty sure they had it from 31 and 32, where it was like, "Hey, Daniel Bryan came back. He won the title." And then Zack Ryder with the feel goods, and then losing it like a week or two after, or like I think the Raw after. As long as it's not a ladder match, I'll be fine. Real quick, I'm I'm sick of ladder matches, but I just pulled it up. So this is uh, according to some wrestling website. Comicbook.com. I know that contradicts what I said, but blow me. WWE announced during this week's Monday Night Raw that a match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon was supposed to take place on Sunday at the Fastlane pay-per-view. However... Fans noticed on Wednesday that all mentions of the match have been pulled from WWE.com and social media. There's no comment from McMahon, Strowman, or even the WWE itself regarding the change. So, see, I wasn't tripping. They announced that shit on Raw, but now they've changed their mind for whatever reason. I guess they're going to save it for Mania. Well, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, Shane has to jump off of something. Shane can't jump off of, like, a fast lane freaking do not enter sign. He has to jump off the pirate ship at Raymond James. Come on, we all know this. 
Well, there you go. So that's why they postponed it until WrestleMania, so you can jump off the pirate ship at Raymond James. Two times, two times. That being said, I think we... Y'all know, y'all clearly see how we feel about Fastlane. Are we going to watch it? Yes. Are we moist over it? No. But it should be a pretty good show. Move on to topic two. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. Rich Swan defeated Moose and has become the undisputed Impact Wrestling Champion. I don't know what AJ. What are they calling that belt now? They're just going back to the regular old. It's just the Impact World Title. Okay. Okay. All right. So we retired the the other belt then. Ah, sadly, okay. it, Moose made that thing so fucking pretty. I'm not even denying that. <laughs> so first, you guys' thoughts on the on the match between Moose and Swan, and what are your expectations? Because now we're getting Kenny Omega and Rich Swan, and I I would imagine your expectations are we're we're looking at a certain someone turning into a title collector for a little bit here. I'm just tickled pink because for the last two years I've had a blast sitting up here talking shit to me when I said I saw the money in Moose, and now I have Tubali, Tubali, exalting the virtues of Moose on these very airwaves, and that's a beautiful thing. But AJ, let us know what you think about this. See, I never had a problem with Moose. I didn't like when he was a face, and all that he was was literally just, oh, he's a former football player and he has his cute little chant now that he turned heel and he actually made a character work i i'm i'm more for him i love him a lot more where he can talk on the mic where he can do a lot of different things i mean we've saw it before when he was a face where he can do the high flying stuff he has a beautiful fucking moons all that he does and everything else the match was great but the only thing that soured me and you can also listen to this at last week's uh, dwi podcast with me and tunny is I hate the fact they announced the fucking Rebellion main event of Kenny Omega versus whoever won this match. That has soured me forever. Because we all knew Kenny was going to be part of Rebellion. The little fucking poster they had said Impact Wrestling, Rebellion, August, or not August, April, whenever the fuck, with a star and the Omega symbol in the middle of it. I feel like they telegraphed the finish of the match that's going to happen with Omega. So I understand taking the title off of Moose. Number one, Rich Homie Swan and Omega, they'll probably have a better in-ring match. Plus, you keep Moose strong. I I think that Impact understands what they have with Moose. Like, if they've got a star that could break into the mainstream, it's got to be that guy. Because if not him, who else? So taking the title off of him, it keeps him strong because he doesn't have to get beat by Omega. Like, I understand the logic and the thinking behind it. And I think ultimately this does lead with Omega for some particular point in time holding two belts, two belts, and we got two belt Kenny. That or he's holding... Th- well, no, 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 remember, he's holding the AAA Omegas too, so that will be three belts. Three so major three titles. belt Kenny. Yeah, three is, belt Kenny. Is this the dumbest thing you've ever heard, but... Would AEW and Impact be smart to just merge companies? Yeah, but you're asking two billionaires to merge. I don't think that... 
how does that or, work? Or they, or they can, or they can both continue to be a very extremely inordinate, inordinate amount of distance at second and third between their next highest competitor, and they can really just compete against each other while they help each other out. And basically, they're not even helping each other out because they're not together. Like, without no, they're not. I mean, but but at the same time, they're working together, so they're not necessarily doing anything special by being apart. Like, does that make sense? The- they're working together, which I agree with, but the other thing is, like you said, Tony, it's stupid because AEW Dark and Impact are on the same time slot. I'm pretty sure Dark is on at like 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. I could be wrong. Someone can fact check me on that. I'm not Andrew, so I'm not the all-knowing asshole that everyone knows and hates. <laughs> but well, neither is he quiet as kept, but go on. But anyways... Again, they're competing with each other all the fucking time because you have their secondary show in Dark and Impact usually around the same time or it bleeds into each other or whatever. People want to see what's going on in Impact because there's an AEW influence. I don't know how many times I have to hear Tony Khan make his shitty little freaking nerdy little speech about how he's the forbidden door. I had the answers all along. Yes, I'm a lot like Andrew where I hate those fucking paid advertisements. Well, you you know what that is, right? Don't you? Other than a rip on the NWO? Yeah. That (laughs) is a litmus test to Tony Khan, son of Shaka Khan, becoming an on-air personality. That's what that is. That's his litmus test on becoming an on-air personality. That's what's happening there. Because mark me, mark my words, by the end of the year, Tony Khan is going to be an on-air personality on AEW Dynamite. And, and this I is will have happens. an industrial-sized bottle of alcohol when that happens. Try some Everclear if you don't mind. I will. Apparently you, you almost did before. <laughs> I sure tried. That hand sanitizer, yeah, it fucked my whole shit up. But that's what that is. <laughs> Obviously, again, I'm going to reiterate Omega versus Swan, that's going to be a better match, but they also wanted to keep Moose strong because they already have a plan here. Omega's just going to clean up and get all the belts that aren't WWE. Is that That's what we're doing here. The only problem is, and I guess that's where Callus comes in, but he doesn't have the vocal chops to pull this shit off. No, if you actually watch Impact this week, Callus actually gave a good promo against Rich Swan, where Swan had his little yeah, I, I won the title, this is important, but now I have bigger and better things that I have to look forward to against Kenny. Callus coming out to freaking, I don't even remember what classical song it is off the top of my head, but he comes out to classical music and says, Rich, I believed in you, but when you broke your leg, I moved on and I went to Kenny. You're a once-in-a-generation talent, but Kenny is a once-in-a-millennia talent. And he actually hammered that home, and actually, I'm like, I hate Callus. That's the point of his character. He's supposed to be a grimy asshole, but that was actually a damn good promo that he cut, and I just gave, like, a little bit of it. What if all of this is Callus turns on Omega, Swan wins the titles first, and then you get the big kind of push for Kenny Omega as this guy was screwed over and comes back? And I mean, to me, that, that would be the most successful way to book this, to be honest with you. I feel you, but that's not where they're going. I, the I didn't say Callis... they were. I just said, I, you know. <laughs> no, I, I feel you, but that's the reason Callus is there, because Kenny Omega has the charisma 
of a pet rock. So you need somebody that can talk for him. And Callus is damn good at talking. We all know that. And shout out to Callus because I'm sure he's the guy that brokered this whole thing. But yeah, they're they're trying to do something here. They're gonna have three belts, Kenny, or whatever the fuck the case may be. He might even mess around and win the NWA title at some point in time. But I'm foreshadowing. We're gonna get to that a little bit uh, later on in the show. But they're going for something and they're trying. And I commend their efforts. Is he gonna work? No. I'm just not here for Omega anymore. If he doesn't have a Japanese dance partner, he he ain't shit. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Where if he's not playing with Tanahashi or uh, Ibushi or anyone, really, from New Japan, he tries to recreate that magic too many times, and I'm actually getting sick and tired of actually going... Huh, I'm going full Andrew, and I'm pinpointing every single fucking Japanese match that Kenny Omega's ever had in this entire fight. Wow. And he's lame. That's my main thing. He's lame. Like, look at the champions at the other companies. Okay, is Rich Homie Swan a main eventer? No. But does he have charisma? Yes. We got Roman Reigns. We got the almighty Bobby Lashley. Even Drew McIntyre. We got Finn Bauer. We got Kota Ibushi in New Japan. We got Nick Aldis in NWA. And then you throw Kenny Omega in there. Tony, hit it. What am I hitting? Oh, wait. We weren't going for that song? No. What is I supposed to hit? One of these things is not like the other. There you go, sorry. I'm multitasking. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other by the time I finish this song? And that is Kitty Omega with his fucking Mr. Curve. Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning as bullshit curls, okay? Hey, don't bring Mr. Perfect into this, you asshole. What did he ever do to you? But entertain you. Right. All right, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. I apologize, Kurt Henning. You're right. Douchebag. Hey, don't talk about Mr. Perfect like that. Hey, I think we're ready for topic number three. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Alright, gentlemen, let's head across the gigantic ocean and not the pond over to New Japan and talk about there's six people left in the New Japan Cup. The semis are set on one side, Evil versus Shingo Tagaki. And on the other side, we got a four-pack left that I don't know what you're going to do here. Osprey and Sonata, David Finley, Jay White. Some people might be slightly injured. Some people might be looking for retribution, you know, just to throw that name out there. We'll start with AJ, because we usually start with a balaz when it comes to all things New Japan. What are your thoughts here moving into the final four of the New Japan Cup? Which I I guess is fair. A, balaz has to cover New Japan. That's okay. That's fine. Uh, I mean, it's pretty damn good. I mean, like like I said before, with Christopher Platt always calling him Thicky Ricardo, Shingo Takagi looking like a million bucks facing off. Oh, God, I have to remember the freaking card off the top of my head. But, like, he, he's been looking good so far in this entire thing. And 
going on with the other four that are in it, David Finley just winning the TNA World Tag Team titles with Juice Robinson this past uh, weekend at Sacrifice against the Good Brothers. So he's got a little bit of momentum going forward, but I'm pretty sure Jay White, and I think Jay White gets that. Jay White's been proven. It's like, wait, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm back to my old form. I can do what I can because I'm that fucking good. I'm the Switchblade for crying out loud. Probably gonna flip someone off and go fuck someone's mother, but. Well, we're all motherfuckers at some point in time in this life, if you've lived. But, but I said this from the beginning. I felt as if this was a lane and an opportunity to elevate Shingo. And I mean, you look on the Japanese side of the game because I mean, they're they're doing God's work with the Gaijins. Jay White, he's a made guy. Osprey, he's on his way to being a made guy. But this is a guy that they can elevate from their own land. I mean, Tanahashi, you know, the the he he's got more matches behind him than he does in front of him. Okada, he's still a young man, but at the same point in time, his neck is fucked. So you really don't know how long you have with him. I could see Okada doing on the the Shinsuke Nakamura side of the game. He gets about 34, 35, and he signs with WWE just to get one last cash out. Yeah, they're probably not going to book him correctly, considering he might be the best wrestler on the planet. But he's going to be making a lot of money. So I could see that happening here. So, yeah, this is an opportunity to build up Shingo. He's going to get a match with Kota. The match is going to be fantastic. Obviously, he's not going to win, but now you see him in that upper echelon of New Japan superstars, and this is a good way to do it. Yeah, where, you know, he was stuck in the never spot. He's He got out of the never spot. He can go up forward now that there's, no, that, now that there's not a uh, middle ground on the intercontinental and then the world heavyweight. You actually have the whole IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, I think they're calling it. The, the fourth iteration of the title. That's... Yeah, I threw a little bit of Andrew in there. I actually have some intelligence when it comes to Japan. But I'm not going to deny the fact that, you know, Evil versus Shingo is going to be a good match when that happens. Jay White most likely is going to demolish David Finley, and I'm not saying anything poo-poo-y on David Finley, but it's Jay motherfucking White. He knows how to move. He knows what he's doing. He knows his character. But the third match... So we can get into these semifinals. Will Ospreay in Sonata, where they had a tag match actually with Osprey's group and LIJ. And Osprey actually broke his nose in his last match when he was facing off against Zack Sabre Jr., where he was begging and pleading Sonata, don't touch my nose. Don't do it. Come on. No, no, no. Gentleman's agreement. Don't don't, don't hit my nose. I'm begging you. I'm pleading. Come on. Do not hit my nose. In the entire match, you know, Sonata's like teasing it like he's about to pull his nose. He's about to do anything. Speaking from someone who actually broke his nose a couple of months ago, it ain't pleasant. But they actually ran that all the way through where Sonata pinched his nose and went like that to make it look like he... He hit his nose like, oh, you're dishonorable, Sonata. I'm not, uh, I'm going to beat you up. I'm, you're not going to hear the last AJ, of me. This is bullshit. AJ, yeah. AJ, yes. we're, we're podcasting, brother. They can't see you. Pinched his Nobody nose and slapped his did. hand. Sorry. Yeah, they still don't know what you just did, sir. We're podcasting. All they I said was pinch his nose and then slap the pinch. 
Yeah, he basically still... touched his nose, then it hurt. They they don't know. They don't know. Flat needs fine. to get his fill on picking on a Belaz first <laughs> for the week. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Believe me, I'm used to it. 25 years, I'm used to being picked on. My God, you sound so much like your brother. It's hilarious. But oh how the hell... Yeah, that was some asshole shit he would say, too. But how the <laughs> hell did David Finley make it this far? This is like... And we're we're because he's you know, we're Yoshihashi, in, but we're 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 you know March Madness is coming up this weekend, and this is like but fuck State University making it to the Sweet Sixteen on the March Madness side of the game. He can be like Gonzaga being the 16th seed and randomly out of nowhere fucking playing against Kentucky. Come on, everyone, you know that there's always like a special moment. I know Kentucky's not in the March Madness this year. I know that. Do not quote me on that. But, but now we know you don't watch basketball because Gonzaga's like the best team in the country. So cool. For the for a while they weren't, and you know that. <laughs> you fucking know that. <laughs> Go ahead, though, man. Make your point, brother. But we need the feel good underdog story. Like I said, David Finley's kind of grown into his character. He's not just being like his dad, Fit Finley, where it's like, yeah, I'm Irish. I carry a shillelagh. Go fuck yourself. I'm tough as nails. He's actually shown he has charisma. He has a little bit of talent. He actually can talk on the microphone. I'm not saying Fit Finley can't do that. I'm just saying he's showing that he's not his dad. Fair enough, fair enough. But, I mean, there's no way in bloody hell he wins this tournament. I think we can all agree. Oh, no, there's no fucking way in any fucking terminology that he's going to fucking go past this goddamn round. Who do you guys got winning this? You already know who I got. I said it from the beginning. Tokyo 3K. I'm spe- Shut up. Oh, actually, I can get those jokes off because Andrew's not here. Yes, Tokyo 3K. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'll let him know that you said that. <laughs> You're going to get a DM in Twitter. <laughs> he has my number. He'll text me. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I think of Ricardo, Shingo, this is all him. This is this is his tournament to get elevated into that upper echelon status. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Shingo actually showing that he has what it takes to be the top dog around there. Alright, gentlemen. After this, we'll be back for topic number four. Little NWA back for the attack. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania! Hey folks, PC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on TheChairShot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday only on the ChairShot Radio Network. So real quick, man, let me I'm just going to get a little insider baseball here. I go back and listen to these shows and try to do some better because eventually somebody's going to pay me money to do this shit and talk this shit. Speaking of money, if you want to make sure we keep providing the content you love here at the chair shop, make sure y'all go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot T-shirt. But every week that I listen to these shows, I hear a bunch of fidgeting and fumbling with the microphone this whole time I thought it was me but this week I learned excuse me I learned guess what it wasn't me it's never been me it's been the commissioner PC Tunney this whole fucking time fumbling with his goddamn microphone and he walked away for a second but he's got to edit this shit so he's gonna hear what the fuck I said PC if you got to fumble with your goddamn microphone, at least put your goddamn volume on mute so we ain't got to hear that shit. It's unprofessional. It's unacceptable. I don't like it. It pisses me off, and I'm even more pissed off because I blame myself for it, but it's not my fault. It's your fault. Fix that shit. Mute your shit. Figure your shit out. How do you think I feel on DWR where he doubles the fucking sound? Just solely unprofessional. And I'm not gonna kill. I'm not gonna put up with these shenanigans anymore. God damn it! Fix your shit. Fix your shit. Figure it out, or at least pause yourself so everybody else doesn't have to hear. Yeah, you did it again. God damn it! What did I do? Case Listen in point. On the NWA. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the playback. NWA. AJ, talk to us. NWA. They have their first pay per view since forever happening this weekend, right? I'm not going to yeah, listen to it back, so if you want to tell me, tell me now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> now nah, we'll talk offline. Go ahead, AJ. NWA. Uh, yes, NWA's got a pay-per-view going on the same day as Fastlane. So I'm going to spoil this now. You're going to see a double header of the phenomenal one, the funky fresh AJB, AJ Belaz, because I'm going to be covering Back for the Attack and Fastlane that day. So I'm probably going to have to go more liquor shopping. Anyway, so NWA's got the pay-per-view going on. Good old uh, Nick Aldis is defending the NWA World's title, honoring the question mark Josephus. He passed away due to, I believe it was a heart attack. I could be wrong. I don't think it was COVID-related at all, though. But so since he wanted to honor Josephus, the question mark... He's going to face Aaron Stevens for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship at Back at the Attack. And they have a couple of names that, 
you know, you, you might have heard of. I, I know for a fact you've heard of at least three of these names, maybe two of them, unless you're like Andrew and I who actually watches TNA. No, don't do that, man. There's a lot of names in the NWA. You know that. Don't oh, do there's that. There's a we lot of names. So far that's been announced since the recording. Hunts, good old St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be a grand St. Patrick's Day. Fuck you, Tony. Pause your shit. If you're not talking and you got to touch your mic, pause your fucking shit. It's unprofessional. It's unacceptable. And goddamn it, I'm not taking it no more. Especially because I know it's you. And I'm oh, blaming this... myself for this shit the whole fucking time. Am pause I doing this? Pause your fucking mic. Is this pause me? Pause your fucking mic. Am I Be doing a this? Goddamn professional. Be a goddamn professional for once in your life. Pause your fucking mic. Because that sounds great over the airwaves. That sounds great. Yeah. That's like we on TV and somebody's picking their nose. No. Pause your shit. Jesus Christ. It's Christopher Platt's wind chimes. (laughs) Fuck you and them goddamn wind chimes. And when I see you, and we obviously got to get together at some point in time, and when I see you, I swear to God, I'm going to shove a wind chime up your fucking ass for this bullshit. God damn, I'm going to hold you fucking to that. I'll remember that shit. This mic's gonna get. This mic's gonna get these hands. <laughs> a little salt water to lube up his anus, and I'm shoving a rib, a wimp chime straight up. I chug salt water bottle. all the time. Yeah, I'll bring Andrew salt water. We're gonna go up to Wisconsin, go visit Tony. Lube they that up. A, they got a nasty bookstore in Wisconsin. I know they have to, cause all the women eat cheese and they're like three fifty plus. I'm gonna go to the nearest. Nasty bookstore in Wisconsin. I'm gonna buy some lube, and I swear to God, I'm gonna shove a windpipe up your fucking ass, Tony. And then I'm gonna kiss you on the forehead and tell you I love you. That sounds very, very, very. Never mind. I'm not. Let's it's move. Disturbing. Let's disturbing. It's very disturbing. Let's, let's yes. get back to wrestling. Please, please. And if you want video evidence, go uh, pay us at the chair shop. No, 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 no video evidence of this shit, man. I don't want to get. <laughs> That might create a whole nother stream of income for me that I'm really not interested in exploring. So, <laughs> NWA, NWA. So you know, there's there's names that are that are noted that are inside NWA that you're gonna see. You know, Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, all of them. But there are specific names that they called out, that they shouted out to, that they've done for. So the five new names that are appearing on the pay per view. Good old Slice Boogie. Jordan Clearwater, Crimson, you might know him as Amazing Red's little brother from TNA, Tyrus, you probably know him as the Funkasaurus, good old uh, Brodus Clay, hopefully without all the politics involved. Yeah, because he's been on the Fox News side of the game for a few years now, right? Yep. And uh, the last name that has been announced, uh, Chris Adonis, as we all know, Chris Masters, the masterpiece going to show up at NWA back for the attack. With or without the roids because that's a distinction with a very big difference. I don't know. Last time I saw him, he was actually kind of lean and kind of cut. He probably still has roids, but, you know, he probably went with the the, the cut look. Are we talking about steroids or hemorrhoids? Because AJ said he still probably has them. Yeah, I probably do. Let's be honest here. After all the drinking I've been doing, and it's not. <laughs> oh, been you! I thought you were. I, yeah, I was. I was. I was. I wasn't what? trying to. I wasn't trying to what? bury no, you. I was trying to bury masters. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. What? Uh huh. Well, I will say this: there is a Chris with 
hemorrhoids, but it's probably not Masters. Hey, you don't know that. <laughs> well, I, I, I do. Well, I don't know what Chris Masters has going on, but there's another Chris. I know what he has going on. So, but keep it moving. NWA. So yeah. So so far, apparently, Jack Stane, Slice Boogie, Jordan Clearwater, Crimson, Chris Adonis. Tyrus in some way, shape, or form, and then Nick Aldis versus Aaron Stevens for the NWA World Title has been announced already, and that's going to be going on in on the Fight Network on the 21st of March. And like I already said before, you're going to see me preview this and respond of how I like it and result it. I don't really have a good track record with Fight TV, so let's see how the fuck this goes. Well, we know what shape Tyrus is going to be in. Round. We know that. Hey, round, <laughs> round is a shape. Come on. I literally just said that, sir. I know. I'm confirming what you said. God damn it. You are your brother's brother. <sighs> but, okay, so, and, and Aaron Rex, for those that don't know, he was the former Damian Sandow in WWE. Just had to throw that out there. No, he's gonna. He's probably gonna do his um his karate gimmick that he had with the question mark, since the question mark was a tenth a tenth black tenth degree black belt. Holy shit! I am not drunk enough. Hold on. Nobody knows that man. That's why I said Damian Sandow, so they'll know who the fuck you're talking about, sir. Damian Sandow, yeah, 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 yeah. We all know him as the the nice little stunt double for Miz and all that. Yes, but he's gonna be doing his karate gimmick that he did in NWA when he was with the question mark, because they built the question mark as a tenth degree black belt in Mongrovian karate. So Aaron Stevens, Aaron Rex, Damian Sandow, however you want to know him, however you want to see him, is going to most likely do the karate gimmick since the question mark has passed. And R.I.P. By the way, and and R.I.P. So he's going to be doing his his little gimmick where he's the karate man. He's now the karate master since he's probably the highest ranking Mongrovian karate master there is at the moment. So. Do you mean to say Mongrovian, or should you possibly be saying Mongolian? Mongrovian. They specifically called it Mongrovian. Okay, cool. <laughs> let me they, ask they, you this. to make it as goofy as possible. I get it. I get it. So let, let me ask you this, because I understand why Billy Corbin would would partner up with Fight TV. They're probably giving him some money. But I feel as if taking... NWA power off of YouTube, you're kind of cutting your nose off to spite your face. I think it's going to kind of stunt your growth at this particular point in time. Do you agree with that, or do you think that the partnership with Fight is a good thing? No, I agree. Taking it off of YouTube is going to kind of sour it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I know UWN, when they were doing all that and they had the NWA guys coming in for the little promotion that the... uh, the good old uh, announcer uh, interviewer for NWA David Marquez had where he had his own little thing where he had championship wrestling from Hollywood a couple of NWA guys showed up for UWN they were going to have their own world title and everything I, I know that they were on the fight network and I understand their entire partnership or 
David could have said something or whatever, but I don't think it's a good idea where YouTube specifically had the 6.05 Eastern Standard Time slot, making sure everything was going smooth. You can watch Impact afterward or or, uh, AEW Dark. You could just you could just go fluently on a Tuesday night watching nonstop wrestling since past six. So I don't like the move at all. I mean, you still have MLW still doing their YouTube shows, so I'm probably going to watch that a little more, not going to lie. But we'll see how the Fight Network partnership goes. And shout out to, to MLW. We don't talk a lot about it, but they have a really good product. Jacob Fatu is a goddamn star. Like he eventually he's going to end up in one of the major promotions, and that's their champion right now. They've got Hammerstone. What's the uh the black guy that's fighting uh Tank something Tankman something Tankman? He's fighting uh Jacob Fatu, I believe. They already fought. Are they fighting now, or they have a pay per view coming up? I know they're fighting for the for the uh MLW World Title. It's Fatu versus Tankman. What's his What's Tankman's first name? I don't remember Tankman's first name. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't watched MLW. But you, you know who I'm talking about. But I know who you're talking about. Calvin. Yeah. Calvin Tankman. Yeah. Calvin Tankman. Yeah. And, then, you know, if, if you want to see a familiar face, Leo Rush is the freaking middleweight champion, and the tag champions are surprisingly uh, L.A. Park, or as Chris and I know him better as the chairman of WCW and his son wow. tag team champions. They There's the- a lot of – oh, go ahead, I pause I was about to say they're the actual tag team champions. L.A. Park and uh, El Hijo de uh, uh, L.A. Park are the tag team champions of MLW. There's a lot of talent within the past five to six years that made their, I don't want to say debuts, but made their American splashes on MLW and have gone on to bigger and better things, i.e. Ricochet, Rich Homie Swan, MJF. The list goes on and on and on. So they they have talent. They know where the talent's out, and they know what they're doing. And it, it's a damn good wrestling show. So if you're not watching it, check it out. It's on YouTube. You ain't got to pay nothing for it. Yeah, MLW Fusion. Anywho, thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen. Last topic today. Non wrestling topic. HBO Max. As we record Wednesday evening. In mere hours, we'll be dropping the second edition of Justice League, Zack Snyder's director's cut, nearly four hours long, and it's supposed to be a lot darker. What are you guys' expectations for this re-release of the Justice League? (laughs) Four hours worth of Zack Snyder content. I'd rather be there with Andrew getting my anal glands bleached. Of course I'm going to watch it, but I don't have any expectations. This is Zack Snyder. All his movies are big explosions and huge cock pieces. That's what Zack Snyder does. I mean, I'm expecting somewhat decency. If there's giant explosions, I'm all for it. And go ahead and go be like Michael Bay and always have an explosion every other minute. But cock pieces? Really? Have you have you never not noticed that in all of Zack Snyder's movies? Look at the guys. They have huge cock pieces. He has a obsession with huge cock pieces. Go look at 300. Go watch Watchmen. 
Go watch uh, Batman vs Superman. Go watch. Go watch Man of Steel. They all have huge cockpits. I don't know what Zack Snyder's obsession is with. Come on, it's a cockpit. Come on, Superman is called the Man of Steel. He has to have the huge cockpit. He's called the Man of Steel. It's called a codpiece, like the fish. It's cod, cod. Yeah, I call them cockpieces. Okay, because they're cockpieces. They're pieces of cock. Okay, Tony. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it, sadly, because I don't really see anything else than wasting four hours of my time watching a movie. If I really wanted to do that, I'd go watch one of the Lord of the Rings. But <laughs> nah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Now now that you made sure that I had the How I Met Your Mother glass breaking fucking episode, where it's now I have to fucking see everything, where it's a fucking cod piece. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. I'm, th- this is another reason why I'm pissed off, AJ, because obviously I have to watch this, but well, I don't I, want to, and I'm I going to think. waste four hours of my goddamn life that I'm not ever going to get back. Maybe I shouldn't have smoked as much. Maybe it would have evened out somewhere along the line, but we're here now. But I got to waste four hours of my goddamn life watching a goddamn Zack Snyder led Justice League movie that I know is going to be ass and not just ass ass I'm talking about I'm in Zimbabwe in August and I haven't taken a shower in three <laughs> weeks and, or changed my underwear I got mosquitoes flying around me and I got swamp ass ass that's how ass this shit is going to be for four fucking hours and I know I have to watch it and it pisses me off Oh, boy, just like Andrew last week, you know how to paint a fucking picture. <laughs> I get that a lot. I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed it the first time. I enjoyed Batman vs. Superman. I'm always down for superheroes getting together and telling us a story. I don't know how great it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to it. I don't mind. You don't have to watch it all at once, but... I'll be watching, and you can tune into Bandwagon Nerds Sunday and hear everybody's reaction. So at least they have or Monday. Gal Sorry, Monday. Gad- at least they have Gal Gadget or whatever the fuck her name is, because she's attractive. They got my brother Ray Fisher, and I've heard from the reports that he's got a, a a bigger role in this particular movie. So it's a brother. That's cool. And the the underrated and great Joe Morgan. Shout out to Joe Morgan. He's absolutely phenomenal We're as an best actor. Second baseman all time. That too. <laughs> that too. Oh, Joe Morton. I'm fuck fuck you, Tony. It's Joe Morton. You said Joe Morgan. Of course I fucking Tony has to slide in a baseball reference. No, he's right. I, I said his name wrong. It is Joe Morton, but shout out to Joe Morgan as well. But Joe Morton, a very underrated actor. But other than that, what else are we gonna get? We're gonna get more uh shots of um Henry Cavill with that weird ass mustache shit he had going on in Justice League looking like the goddamn Joker with his mouth like what the fuck what are they doing I know he was growing his mustache out for another movie role and they CGI'd his mustache off but that shit looked goofy as fuck man that shit looked like when Jack Nicholson was playing the Joker in 1989's Batman and he put the makeup on but you could still clearly see the Joker face only they did this purposely it wasn't supposed to be part of the role they did that because he had a stash, and the shit looked goofy. His mouth looked fucked up. Yeah, I, I'm strong. I feel strongly about this. Which fair? 
I mean, I, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. It's not gonna be the best. It's not gonna be like end game. Let's be honest here. But it's gonna be okay, especially if you have either a shot with you or a good old uh, smoke, as Platt like uh, Platt said earlier. I'll I'll give you the expectations of one Dave Ungar, who is a pretty level-headed DC Marvel fan overall doesn't really lean one way or the other for the most part he said if it's better um than um what's the one with james spader ultron if it's better than age of ultron he'll be happy but he doesn't see it being better than any of the other avengers movies especially infinity war or endgame it's not going to be better than ultron either quite frankly it's Zack snyder man why does this guy have a career? Because he loves cock. Yeah, you you don't even realize how spot on you are, but I'm not going there. So we're going to wrap <laughs> this shit up right now. AJ, Brother Belaz, B.O.B., Brother Boss, thank you for filling in for your brother, man. All jokes aside, I've had a great time talking to you. I always have a great time chopping it up with you, and thanks for coming on. Let the good folks know where they can find you and everything you got going on. Of course, and it's always great being part of the Pod is War, the PIW little family that we have going on here. But you can find me on the Twitter at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. You can also find me on TheChairShot.com doing articles and reviews on either video games or wrestling. Like I said earlier, I'm going to be doing both Fastlane and Back for the Attack. That's going to happen on the same day, so... I'm going to be swamped on Sunday. I'm not even denying that. What of a hell of a way to show how much of a week I had being 25. But you can also see me in good old PCT over there on the DWI podcast on Saturdays for the chairshot.com. Pussy Collector Tunny, which, by the way, you got to learn how to manage your pussy. And I say that because Tunny's cat is just wilding the fuck out right now. So learn how to manage your pussy. Okay, you're the pussy collector. Learn how to control your pussy. But let the good folks know where they can find you and everything you have going on, sir. Well, you can find me all over the Chairshot Radio Network. Please continue to listen. We appreciate it. Chairshot Radio every morning for you. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Follow me at PC Tunny. I second everything Tunny just said, and I appreciate it because you made my life a lot easier. You guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. Make sure you guys check out Mania Madness. It, it is Chairshot Radio's six-part anthology series, breaking down all 36 WrestleManias, six packs at a time. I'm really proud of the work that my brother PC Tunney and I are doing, so make sure you guys check that out. It debuts every Friday right here exclusively on thechairshot.com. AJ, again, brother, we appreciate you filling in. Andrew, get well soon. Ice that anus. You'll be back before no time. For the Commissioner PC Tunney, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, thanking you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pod is War. We'll see you back here next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Stop fucking with the mic. You're God damn it, Tony. That's a shoot. You're pissing me off. Fuck you, Tony, and everything you stand for. You're a fucking asshole. I don't know why you would do that. I figured, especially being the producer, you would care more about the quality of work that you put out day in and day out here at the chair shot, but you don't. So fuck you. thanks, Mr. Moderator. Fuck wind chimes. And fuck you too, Tunny. Hit it, Carly.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.